La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Bonjour, rugby friends, and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connections with moi, Véronique Lindieu, and back to France. And from Toulouse, it is with moi, Tom Dixon. I'm very happy to be home. Oh, okay. So what did you miss when you were in England? I'm afraid it is largely around food and drink because I'm a rugby fan and that's what we like. I just missed a good steak, nice and raw. And a good glass of Chachanoff de Pap. I watched this weekend in the top 14. Britain, as in France, internationals are happening and teams are being put together who don't normally play together. And they lose the throw-ins, they lose the scrums, they don't have the benefit of training. We're in a new stage of the season. And so teams get beaten initially because they're out of touch. But then the class of the players shows through the class of the team shows through and so there's lots of people scoring in the last few minutes and probably more than this season the highest this season we've seen so many tries with teams coming back in the last few minutes mm -hmm. the matches i've been looking at in france all the comebacks lost but they fought very hard to get their bonus defensive and that was in three matches i was looking at so yeah that, that is rugby at this time of the year we're onto a new stage Indeed. And you know what? This week, this week, Tom, I have to raise my beret to ta -da -da -da, a match extraordinaire, a match that really beat <laughs> all the odds. It was the game between... Oh, oh, oh. That's correct. La Rochelle against Poe, against all odds, you know. Poe won against... La Rochelle, 21 to 38. Po currently ranking, you know, 13. So just before, I mean, avant dernier, just before the last one. And yeah, and they did beat the, le champion d'Europe, the European champion at home. La Rochelle were absolutely flagabasted. Flagabasted? Can you say that? Flabbergasted, but you were close. <laughs> They were absolutely outstanding. It was a big, big, big surprise because obviously you would have expected, you know, the, the, the La Rochelle who's currently, you know, rank, I believe, um, the two, two or three, two or three, yeah. pa pa I beg your pardon, you know, against, you know, the, nearly the bottom of the league, you know, Po. So well done to Po. So, As we said, you know, the top 14 is full of surprises and I think nobody were expecting that, that result. Yeah, I, I, I know I've been quite boring on this and so I do apologize, dear listeners, and our rankings will go down. But I have said for much of the season that we were in an initial stage of the season when Star Toulousain were in particular winning very well and their professionals are pulling it together. must be said that their only loss was against lowly Poe So keep the respect going. But now we're in a totally different phase of the season. I can talk about the search of design because I know the numbers, but their top 23 players were unavailable to them. In a squad, that means you're playing a different team, you're playing a different league. It's totally a different situation now, and you mustn't underestimate that. But it's great fun to see what's happening. Now, Poe, a theme of this season, Veronique, you started off the season 
being a great fan of Usap as the underdog, Perpignan. Mm-hmm, uh, correct. Who fantastically beat Toulon, showing the, the, how close all the teams are on top 14 and how you must respect them. And Usap, both of us loved their spirit. I spent half the season talking up Bayonne, which is a team that has a great song, a great mascot, a great atmosphere. It's the team where the CZM Om, the 16th man, the fans at home, make all the difference. They haven't lost at home. And they're a team that we're expected to be in the bottom two, as you said. So these guys are coming through. And it's fantastic for rugby. It's fantastic. Even for the losing teams, it's okay. Yes, it's it was a, so another team that really cre- that created another race. You just mentioned it, Tom. It was a Perpignan who won against Lyon, twenty-eight to twenty-one. As you can imagine, the atmosphere in the Aimé Giral Stadium in 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 Perpignan on Saturday was absolutely exceptional. Now to party, they know how to sing. Yes, I'm, need, I'm going to ask you a question. When was the last time that Perpignan won against Lyon? Oh, I, especially, well, it must be years ago, because Lyon have been strong for many years. Yeah. You tell me. I'll, I'll be <laughs> Ten years. Wow. You may have seen the video on on YouTube or I, I posted on Twitter as well, is that there was one yellow card that, that was actually given to, to Tom Koshar, who tackled extremely dangerously. And yeah, it should really have been a, a red card. Lyon was absolutely perplexed when the referee decided to award only a yellow card. It was a weird decision. I mean, what do you make of that decision, Tom? I, I don't recall the exact incident, so, so I shouldn't comment. I, I will note, however, that you have raised question marks over referees 10 times as many times as I have. In my youth, I refereed some soccer games and, um, and the, the occasional things here and there. I just know how impossible it is, how very difficult it is. So uh, two points. One is it's not over until the sighting commissioner has had a look. Mm-hmm. And if you're right, you should be absolutely confident that justice will run its course and the sighting commissioner will catch it and do what's appropriate. The other point is that we mere humans... Even well, especially with the very subjective views of commentators of whichever nationality, um, we don't know the laws of rugby. We often get it wrong, even when we can see it in black and white. We're not the experts. And so the third point is, we want the game to go on. We have to. It, it, it's it's rarely a single referee's decision that loses a match. The other team should have been far ahead if they were better. But but yeah, we do need consistent refereeing. So all of, all of these things are true. They are, yeah, there are contradictions in all of it, but we have to get on with the game. And I'd far prefer to see positivity from the players and the training staff than negativity. Yeah, we're all, believe me, I know this very well. I believe the biblical quote is that we are all human and to, to err is human, but to forgive is divine. So we're all going to get things wrong. Referees agree do that all the time. They have to make a hundred decisions an hour. Some of them they would prefer were different, but hey. 
here. Is that is is that too pompous? No, that's that's a fair point of view. You remember, I think last year I had a referee, lovely international referee on the podcast. Look, because referees are, are passionate about about rugby, but yes, mistakes do happen. They are human. I think that was a that was a, an oversight there. We will never know what what happened, but at the end of the day, we have to respect the decision of the referee. But it was it's certainly a decision that brought some some controversy. So what does it mean for a Perpignan is that now they are no longer at the bottom of the top 14, but it's a Brive. Brive who have that. I sympathise with Brive in the past. They were playing a bit out of position. So it's an early part of the season. I suspect those situations will change. Who knows what will happen? Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, regarding Brive as well, I have to say it's it's better than the last two scores. This time it was 38-43, higher score. But what does it mean? You know, 43 points means that the defense is weak. They really need to, to analyze, you know, where they're getting things wrong. As you know, there was a change of management a few weeks ago, but it's a healthier defeat to a certain extent, if we can call it that way. Because the score, overall yep. score was 38 to 43. Right. I, I like the idea of healthy defeat. I think we saw that lots of, in lots of examples this weekend. As I said, the bonus defensive has, has been seen a lot. Yes. Ah, so, suppose you saw Montpellier against uh, Stade Francais as well. Yes. Uh, well, that really is a clash of the titans. We forget as we talk about Stade Toulousain and La Rochelle that actually Montpellier are the reigning champions and Stade Francais are number two in the top 14. These guys are really up there and they should be doing fine. Again, now I'm going to be very boring. This is a new stage of the season. There were people on the pitch who had never played before. There were debutantes, there were youngsters. They were working together with very little practice. And it sometimes makes for ugly rugby. But they were there. Paris were down 20 points to six. 10 points to six at halftime. Paris were down 20 points to six and came back to 23-19 to grab that away bonus point. And really, when you're playing with a new team that haven't practiced well together, it's brilliant to get the away bonus point. And it's brilliant to have that fight back to come back to get the points in the last few minutes. So I, I give you the fact, the... Uh, Key players were Kamraha, Zach Mercer and Gabriag. Montpellier scored two tries by Beconnier and Rattez, inevitably. And Saint Francais scored one try with Van der Mest in the 60th. There was a yellow card from Saint Francais in the first half. But on the whole, it was just attritional rugby. Um, the, the, the ball was going everywhere, but they held it together and pulled it back and came up with a respectable score. So that's our champions in this, the second stage of the season. And well done to Montpellier because I think that's their first success after four consecutive defeats. So at the end of the game, Philippe Saint-André... Who was one of my desk, one of my guests as well in the French rugby connection. Of course, a lovely, lovely Philippe. He was obviously relieved. He said, you know, it wasn't the greatest game, but at least they backed the win. They had to win at JGL Stadium, you know, and so it was a question of, of pride. So 
But also, Stade, Stade Francais is a team we've given lots of sympathy to because of the over the last few weeks because of the method of sacking Gonzalo Caseda. And they had a fantastic run after his initial sacking. And of course, that couldn't go on forever. They're 23 19. It's a perfectly respectable score for his boys. I, I think they're patting themselves on the back and saying that that's almost as good as a victory and a way bonus point. Okay. Yeah. Against the champions. Gosh. Yes. And you watched Castres versus Clermont as well. Indeed. This. As we say in English, this is a bit of déjà vu. It is the same. At half time, Castro was sixteen seven up, and it finished twenty six twenty two with Clermont fighting back. Clermont had sent a second team, as is pragmatic at this stage of the season. That's this is where I repeat myself and get boring. It is pragmatic. They did well. They they got thumped in the first part of the match because they hadn't played much together. But they show great spirit. It's actually quite surprising. Claremont doesn't often show spirit, in my view. Subjective. Please can come back with me on social networks. But they fought back to within a defensive bonus point. So take your very off for them. They showed a very strong pack. Their scrum, you can't pick out individuals, but their debutants and youngsters were surprisingly powerful. But some of them were only 19-year-olds. Castre had their Argentinian fly half, the Superman Benjamin Udapilata. Yes. He mm-hmm. is an athlete guy and has been in the last few matches. He's 36 years old, he worked wonders, he scored mm-hmm. 19 of their points. They took him off at the 75 at the 75th minute when it was 26-12, just to allow him a standing ovation. It, it just scored a try. The match was won. So it was 26-12 at this point in the 75th minute. And then Clermont came back with two tries in the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. Worrying point, but inevitable really, is that Castro conceded 15 penalties, two yellow cards and a penalty try. You really shouldn't be doing that at home. But again, it's the first day of the new bit of the season with the youngsters. Yeah. Uh, so Chapeau to Clermont. They showed something really interesting in their young scrum. Be lovely to see how that turns out. Because Clermont have always been a good scrummaging side, mm. haven't they? Now, Ver- Veronique, you have retweeted some banter, some chambrage that I thoroughly welcome. And so, Apo Berry to Johnny Boy twenty six sixty on Twitter. He, the bit of banter said, "Oh, Tommy won't be happy with to lose lose." It's a very weird thing because that actually, as I've said, to the point of boredom, I am quite happy that Bayern had showing such spirit this year. And if there was any away game I would love to go to, it was always going to be by on to lose. But because of work, I couldn't go there. I love the way Bayern run their matches. They they turned off all the lights. They had the entire stadium singing the Pena Bayona. It was really imposing. And to lose came on. There I say again. The second stage of the season, there were tr- Hugo Moller was berating the fact that he was 23 of his top professionals were unavailable through national selection or through injuries. 23 is a squad, so necessarily you're playing a second squad. It wasn't entirely like that because people like Cyril Bay came back onto the pitch briefly before being whisked off to international work. But nonetheless, Toulouse played an appalling first half by on have well integrated they've had all season to get together they haven't lost at home 
The 16th man is fantastic. Their mascot is almost a 17th man. They were doing well. It was it, it was a joy to watch, even though they were thumping to lose. So, yeah, fair enough. It, at halftime, is 23 against 3. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, it's almost as if Chile hadn't turned up. So, so I'm really happy. The other weird thing we had was we had a New Zealand referee as part of the preparations for all these internationals and the World Cup. Yes. We, we're being referee. I have no complaint against referee. As we said, there were there were no cards. Plenty of penalties, I think. But no cards is quite a rarity in these games, especially with the youthful side. Toulouse lost all the throw-ins they had. One of our injuries, Richie, Richie, Australian, our captain de two, Richie Arnold, who does the throw-ins, he became injured pretty much in the warm-up or just before. Mm-hmm. So a throw-in was totally made up of new boys. And so we lost a few throw-ins. That's fine. And 23-3 down at half-time. And we came back to 26-22. And that really is all you can hope for in this stage of the season. Your team gets walloped for a fair bit and then shows spirit brings things together and fights together for the final point. Mm-hmm. So who's got their bonus point after tries in the 75th and the 87th minute? This is not a prick, foot, this is not a misprint. This is not football. <laughs> 87th minute, Toulouse got a try. Josh Brennan, I've yet to follow up, but I've been really pleased with him this season. I think he went off injured and I've got to follow that up. I had my eye on him for being a surprise call-up to the squad has been so good. Yes. So I hope he's not bad. But who stepped up? Another famous name, Natamak. Oh, yes. Yes. He had a great game. And so hats off to him. But no disrespect to Bayern. They're a proper side. If we thought we could go to Bayern and everyone could fashion them at home, like maybe a few years ago, we've got to think again. I so, um, yes. a really fun game, actually. And, yeah, the result didn't go to lose his way. But as I said, mm-hmm. to, to go away during this period with your youngsters and debutantes, five Toulousean were debutantes in this match, uh, and, to, yeah, and to show the spirit to fight really against the odds to get the bonus there mm-hmm. So what did you get to? Okay, I'm going to be very quick. So it was, the, the last match was Bègle against Toulon. Toulon. And oh, yeah. That was... That's another bonus defensive. It was. It was indeed. Yes. The overall score was 27 to 26. So only, I mean, Bordeaux Bègle only won by one single point. But at that stage of the competition, obviously, Every every point you know counts. So yeah, well well done to to Begle because you know most of the the key players you know La Charnière, Mathieu Mathieu Jalibert and Maxime Lucu you know have been called to play for for Les Bleus. They are currently in Marcoussi, so I'm sure they must be very pleased. And the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic as well. So next week, Bordeaux is going to play against ta la 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 Po. <laughs> so I think that should be a good game because you never know with with Po, like uh, they they showed this week when they won against uh, La Rochelle. So yeah, exciting but, but, top fourteen. But we're playing at home this time, so even more reason why why you might expect them um, to beat Bordeaux. It's, it's such fun. 
It is, it is indeed. So in terms of ranking, so Toulouse is still topping with 33 points, followed by Paris or Stade Francais. I think Stade Francais has been called nowadays more and more Paris. Then it's La Rochelle. And then we have one, two, three, four, five, five teams that have uh, that I have exactly the same number of points, which is 21. So behind La Rochelle which is number three. Oh, no, I think we skipped Toulon. Toulon have 22 as well. The, the surprising thing about this week is that nothing changed in the top four. Because Toulouse, well, the gap may have changed, but, but Toulouse, Stade Francais, La Rochelle and Toulon. Correct. Yes, the top four that, uh, that was there last week, yeah. which is great, but you're right. Below that, five teams on 21 and then Bordeaux on 20. Yes. It's extraordinary, isn't it? It is. And then Montpellier, Montpellier is... Finally, rising up, you know, from the dead. And Bordeaux-Bègle, followed by Bordeaux-Bègle, which is currently, you know, lagging at the bottom. So, fully, it's going to... It's an unusual position. I don't think Mr. Christophe Oyos is very amused, you know, by this ranking. Then we got Pau, Perpignan, and then Brive at the bottom, bottom of, of the rank. So, so this weekend, do you have the, the next matches? Uh, I, uh, well, the first match of the weekend, I will be there. <laughs> is it the Toulouse game by chance? It, it is Toulouse versus mm-hmm. Stade Francais at 3 p.m. on Saturday, French time. So, 2 p.m. English time. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, that's fine. No worry. Okay. That's lovely. I'll be there at Toulouse. I won't be going to the Brasserie du Stade. I shall be wandering outside in the sunshine. Yes. So it's 25 degrees this evening. That's good. And then who else? Who else? Then we have... Okay, so Toulouse Stade Francais. Obviously, Toulouse will win. (laughs) Clermont against Bayonne. Mm -hmm. I think, obviously, Clermont. Lyon against Castres will be close. That's one for a bonus defensive. But I think Lyon will probably win because Castres still still don't travel well. We'll see. Racing 92 home to Perpignan. I'm afraid much to I love Perpignan. I love Racing 92. <laughs> okay. Toulouse against Stade Francais. Clermont against Bayonne on Saturday. One has to expect Clermont to win, but Bayonne, if they have energy left in their legs, it'd be lovely to see them do well. Mm-hmm. Lyon against Cast at the same time on Saturday evening. It will be close, but I see Lyon just. Racing 92 against Perpignan. Sadly, Perpignan, I don't think, have got it in their legs at the moment. They're going through a dark patch. Brive against La Rochelle. You know La Rochelle will bounce back, and you know Brive are going through a bad time. So I, I see that as an away win. Paul against Against Bordeaux Bergler, I'll be. That's a lovely Sunday afternoon match that we don't often get at that time. So I shall stay to one against Montpellier on Sunday night at the dead zone. That will be exciting. We would say Toulon will probably get it. But you may disagree. We'll see. So Prodi too, hey, Van lost against Ajahn last weekend. I know. Prodi the big news from Prodi yeah. and the top two have stayed the same, Oyonax and Ajahn. Colomier are back up in third place, which is the team I can see. Grenoble and Rouen have gone up 
and Van has gone down. This is true. But the big news is that my friend David Gerhard, formerly of Stade Toulouse, Toulon, the Crusaders, and trainer of French ladies, has been sacked from Montauban. All oh, right. Not particularly bad show. Hmm. So, so there's movement in the training staff in the Pro Deux. But yes, there are. Uh, the leadership stays the same. The bottom pretty much stays the same. But big matches to come. I'm looking forward to Van away to Never. Should be a big score match on Friday night. Mm-hmm. That'll keep you happy, Bill. Mm, indeed. <laughs> So, what's been happening in the World Cup? Oh, the feminine. Yes. We don't have to get up too early. Yes. It's seven. France versus New Zealand on Saturday. Oh. So, quite early in England. I think it's 6.30 in England. That's the semi-final. And the winner of that match will play the winner of England against Canada. Mm-hmm. So, it's quite possible, Veronique, that we're looking for a crunchette on the final. France against England, which will be played at 7.30 on Saturday week, Saturday the 12th. That's so cool. that's turning out really exciting. Been great rugby, great crowds. It's been a wonderful competition. And women's rugby is going from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. <laughs> Do you have any specific news? Because I just found out that Olivier Azam was one of the coach for Montpellier who helped them win, you know, the, the Challenge Cup in 2021. I know I was there, yeah, <laughs> in at Twickenham. And I want it which helped, you know, also the team win the Bouclier de, de Brenus, you know, is leaving Montpellier, Montpellier. So it would be... As of as of today, so a few changes there could oh, be because wow. of their of their latest performance, maybe. But having said that, you know, Olivia Azam's wife is English and his family as well, so he's going to go back to UK. So we'll see. Uh, my my news this week is that the World Cup, the Web Ellis Cup, last night spent the evening at my favorite pub. Oh, really? Uh, what was it? Somewhere in Toulouse? What was it? Which it, pub is that? It's, it's the Marche Victor Hugo, which is the most wonderful fine food and fine wine, fine restaurants, hosted a an evening. It was Normally it's only open at lunchtime, but it hosted an evening party to welcome the World Cup. And no matter how close you looked at the World Cup, Veronique, I, nobody could see the word France engraved in it. <laughs> I think England was there, but, but not France. So, so the World Cup was in Toulouse last night on a tour, and I wasn't there. Okay. Also, I, I saw that seven years ago, on the 31st of August, hmm. I, my Facebook was full of photos of me at Twickenham for the final of the 2015 Rugby World Cup. 31st of August, you said. I think you meant 31st of October. Uh, October. Yes. I meant the 31st of October. Yes. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Rugby World Cup in Trickenham 
where New Zealand beat Australia. Yes, yeah. Well, I think we can't forget about that 2015. Because you, because you are English. Yeah, 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 I know, but 2015 wasn't very glorious for England, especially for England, you know, being relegated. England, uh, like the egg, it did not get out of its pool. Correct. It's been lovely speaking to you. Wish you all the best. Et euh, au revoir, mes amis. Et au revoir, Tom. <rire> au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche ding ding dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.